0: Hello, welcome to Twin Flame Transformation Season 2. My name is Michelle and I will be your host and guide. On today's episode, I want to talk about twin flames and energy. Since everything in the universe is energy, this is a vast topic. So I will narrow it down to the specifics on just how energy affects our Twin Flame journey. And also don't forget to stay to the end where you'll hear a twin flame share their journey. And you'll also find out how you can send in your twin flame experience should you want to. Each twin flame share is so different and specific to the person sharing. And yet for every share, I have received one or more messages about how that share really helped and resonate to the person listening. So not only is sharing your story powerful for yourself, but it's also helpful to others. So if it feels right to you, please send your story in. We would all love to hear it. Okay, let's dive into energy. Energy is complex and as I mentioned, vast. It's everywhere and in everything. So this is just a gentle reminder that what I will share is just a drop of what I really could dive into. And also some things I mentioned here may be triggering. So I invite you to listen to this episode through the lens of your body right? Stay tuned in and listen to your body and simply turn the episode off if you notice a trigger. We all get triggered by energy, right? It's energy that triggers us. So so just the fact that I'm bringing energy up may send a trigger alert. And just know this: there's nothing to fear, but this is actually just a great indicator of where there might be some healing and love needed in your body. Okay, so before... We talk about the twin flame energetic dynamic. Let's talk about energy in general. So as humans, as you know, we have our soul's energy and we have our body energy. We have our emotional energy, our mental energy, and our physical energy, right? We have the energy from our chakras and our organs. And without going into too much detail, all of these affect our human energy field, right? Our aura, And this energy field interacts with everything we come in contact with. And since there are many layers to this, I'm going to focus on primarily the mental energy. And this follows up on last week's episode on having a clear mind. So it's our divine right as humans to have our energy field be pure and clear and not entangled with outside sources. And... Because this is a planet of free will, you have a right to claim your own energy space and boundary yourself from any energy that is not serving your highest good, right? By your divine will alone, you control your sovereign space as a human being. When you ask an energy to leave your space, it is divine law that it leaves, right? Now, it's different with humans, but with just pure energy, it has to leave. Now, whenever a person invades that space or violates that, pa- that space, without our permission, right, they're just creating their own karma, right, their own cause and effect. It's a law of the universe, cause and effect. And conversely, the same is true for us. If we consciously or unconsciously violate someone's energy field, we are creating karma. So energy moves with intention and attention, right? Energy moves by our intention about it, right? So if we set an intention, we direct our energy, and the universe gets on board immediately. If we put our attention on it, right, if we just focus our attention on energy, energy follows. So wherever we put our focus, attention and energy, we create a flow of energy. And this is when the power of The superpower, right? The power of our clear mind becomes our superpower. So that with our clear mind, we are in control of where we are sending energy and what we are intentionally and consciously creating, as well as letting into our field. So because we live in a planet of free will, right? As I said, our divine will is our word. So if we make an intention where every cell in our body is aligned And in that resonance, that intention, if it's for the highest good, will come true. Thy will be done. So by intention and attention to our energy alone, we can clear our field and align with our soul, right? This is the power of manifestation. This is how we manifest purely, right? And this is also the place where our twin flame will naturally be magnetized to us. When our field is clear and everything is in resonance with our soul, that is when we are in divine alignment, when we are in union, when we can manifest instantly. And that is when we are in the same soul resonance as our twin flame soul, right? Union energy. However, if we use our will, if we will our intention with any conditions or fears or any codependency for anything that's not aligned with source energy, and and that energy is not pure consciousness of love and light, and for the highest good of all, then we're not in alignment with divine will. For example, if we clear our energy field with the condition that we will be with our twin flame, right? So I'm going to clear my energy field and I'm doing it because I, if I do it, I'll be with my twin flame, right? There's a condition on it then thy will, right, thy will will not be done. Because that's not in alignment for the highest good because we put a condition on it that affects another human being and we don't have their 3D permission. So in general, whenever there's any manipulation of love, we form a density in our field and that density becomes a block to our twin flame connection. Right, a common misconception is that our twin flame wants what we want. And I would say that's true in 5D. But in 3D, they have their own separate free will, their own separate karma, their own ancestral stuff that's not at all ours. And it's not our job to control them or think we know what's best for them in 3D, right? We are not the same in 3D. We are not the same human. We carry the same soul resonance. There's a difference. And I really feel it's important to honor and understand that difference. Because they, your twin flame, they have a right to their space, their experience, and their choices, just as we do, right? And as always, all of this interaction, thoughts, energy has to be for the highest good. Because often, right now, the highest good for your twin flame may not be to be with you. And so That has to be honored. That's their divine will, right? It's always for the highest good. And I mean, how often in life, I know for me, right, in retrospect, I've been like, oh my God, thank God that didn't happen then. Or at the time, it was something I really, really wanted. And then as time goes on, you see why it didn't happen. and You realize that not getting what you want was actually a blessing, right? There's always... highest good energies at force here and divine will everyone around us has their own divine will and their intentions and so so much of the world is entangled in each other's thoughts and especially with the internet, right, all that we absorb with social media comes into our consciousness and affects our field. So it's all just about being aware of it. Okay, so now As you know, pure love consciousness is not dense, right? It's ether. It's an energy. It's the energy that's all around us and that everything is made of. We are filled with it, right? That divine source energy is here right now. We can't hold it. We can't claim it. We can't own it. If we put conditions or power or control on it, it turns into something else. It becomes dense and this density becomes the very energy that repels our twin flame. Now, this energy is also a trickster energy. It's disguised as one thing, love. But it is really after something else, right? It's conditional power, control, need, all that stuff. So I invite you, if it feels right, without judgment, to think about the energy you have towards your twin flame. Is there any need, any want, any desire, any obsession? Are there any attachments to them, to the outcome, to a timeline of being with them, right? And now think about the energy of love. It's pure. It's light. It's right here. Anything other than that, that energy you just felt about what love is, anything other than that is an attachment, sorry, is an, is an attachment and a barrier to love. Anything else is a distortion. For example, whenever we attach to something, an idea, our twin flame, a desire, a need, we form an attachment. That an attachment energetically is a cord. Whenever we gossip, we bring in other people into our field and those gossip cords get entangled with our field. Basically, whenever we share energy with someone with a condition, attachment to an outcome, a need or a judgment, we are creating a cord. But if we share energy without need or attachment or power or conditions or rules or fears, there is no courting. It's just flow, pure energy flow. Now let's look briefly at codependency. If we change our behavior in order to affect an outcome or change in someone else, we are basically putting an energetic cord in that person that ties us to them. We are sucking in their energy through that cord, even if we think it's for their best or our best. That's not the rule of the universe. That other person has divine will and a right to their energy field being private. Just like we have a right to our energy field and our privacy and our space. Unless they've asked for you to help them or to change them, right? Doing it without their permission is not their will, right? It's ours. If we don't ask permission for someone, that's not their will, right? We're doing it without their permission. Now, so many of us learned this behavior as children. It's inherent in society. But we, So as children, right, perhaps we got quiet when mom or dad was in a bad mood or we became good girls and boys so as not to upset them, right? Think about that simple act, right? We courted to them and said, you have my power. Let's say our parents, you have my power and I will adapt to your mood so that I can protect myself. We adjust our behavior to change their behavior, right? We learned that if we're a good girl or boy, Their mood gets better. So we've learned that we can control someone else's behavior by changing our behavior. Now, this is complicated, so I hope that makes sense. I'm just trying to give an overview about how this energy works with behaviors in other people, right? I don't like that mood, and it's not safe when you're mad at me, so I'm going to change my behavior to protect myself. So think about that attachment. It was innocent, purely innocent, right? Yet our behavior became attached to their behavior right? We added some cording there. So we tuned in so we could know and listen and adjust. And that's why codependency is so hard to break. These are hardwired cords that we quite often, most often put there to protect ourselves. And as I said, most of the world operates this way, right? So if any any shame comes up As you hear this, just know that it's not your fault. It's no one's fault. This is learned behavior, protective behavior. And all of this is just a learning process about energy, right? We learn and we change as we go. And and all that being said, that's why we need boundaries. We need energetic boundaries, just like we need physical, emotional, mental boundaries. We need energetic boundaries. We need to let our body and our energy field know that we are safe, without needing to accord or attach to anyone else right if as a child we have deep embedded cords of codependency for our safety and we start doing our healing work and and we want to go into a relationship we want to stand in our sovereignty it can be really scary fear can come up to let those cords go because as a child it wasn't safe so know that this is a process know that your body has to get used to these being without cords right and that's why boundaries are so 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 important right when we boundary our body and our energy field right we're telling our body we're safe right that we are whole and complete just as we are in our divine space and the more we learn to work with our divine will and become clear with our intentions and our attention and have our clear mind the safer we become right? A clear mind, as I said last episode, is truly our superpower, right? It controls, it helps us control where our energy goes right? When we're unconscious, and we're going through life without being conscious of our thoughts, think of all that energy that's being generated. We're creating thought forms, we're creating density, we're operating a false beliefs, all that stuff, we're operating through the lens of our wounds. And this isn't at all said to be judgmental. This is how we are. This is like decades and decades and decades and decades of patterns that have been handed down. But all this information is just becoming um, open to all of us, right? And this is the time where we are being invited to share what we know, right? I mean, that's the message I get all the time. Share this, share this information. Share what I've learned, what I know, what's coming through, right? So boundaries, boundaries, boundaries are so important. And they also help protect us from other people's energetic cords. So now as I go in deeper, when I use the term unwanted energies, that's not meant to scare you, right? So if fear comes up, know that this is an energy that wants your attention and wants to be released. right, so you can always just turn, like I said before, turn the episode off and come back to it. But when I say unwanted energies, these are just energies that aren't based in love, that aren't aligned in love, that aren't resonant with love and aren't for your highest good, right? Many of these unwanted energies are other people's energy that you may have inadvertently taken on. Many of these are other people's emotions or beliefs or needs that are in your field. Many of these aren't there to purposefully hurt you although some of them may be. But remember, now that you know this, you have control over what you let in. And many of these unwanted energies are belief systems that aren't serving you and aren't for your highest good. Also, many of these energies are disguised as fear, right? They're tricksters. But if you know how to protect your energy and hold your boundaries, you will strengthen your energy field and protect yourself from unwanted energies. So on a side note, in relation to this, I want to mention that I created an energy clearing meditation this week. And I actually cleared it. I mean, I actually created it before I did this podcast. And in fact, I had another podcast lined up to do. But then I was strongly guided to bring this topic of energy forth instead. The The message I got was that energy clearing was important at this time. And then I couldn't ignore the fact that I had just created that meditation. So <laughs> Okay, let's go on. Let's go deeper. The human body and energy field is designed to be whole and complete. Your soul is already whole and complete, right? But as we go through life, our body is carrying our inherited ancestral traumas. And it's also holding the traumas we've experienced in our lifetime. And when we experience traumas and all of our inherited traumas, these create energetic blocks in our field, our human energy field. And they also create holes in our aura right? Anything that's not aligned with divine source energy is dense and a distortion. And then as we do our healing work, we begin to clear these energetic blocks and distortions. And as we heal and clear, our energy field becomes more clear and open. However, in this place, we are also more susceptible to outside energies. And if we're not aware of it, if we're not aware of our thoughts that are going on, and we've done our healing work, those energies are coming in, right? So there are a couple reasons we are susceptible to these outside energies. One, out of pure unawareness of being unconscious of our thoughts and letting these energies in, right? And also in the past, we were used to having these thick densities protecting us, right? So in the past, we may have allowed in energies that weren't for our highest good and we had no idea they were in our field and they weren't even affecting us or we didn't feel the effect, right? But whenever we allow energies in, Even if it's done unconsciously, it's the same as giving them permission. That's why it's so important we understand our energy field, but also our thoughts and what we are giving permission to. If we say something negative about ourselves, this is the same as putting energy on this and intending it to be so and allowing that belief in. And so all that energy that supports this false belief will be brought into our field. That's why it's so important to be intentional with what is okay and what's not okay for us, right? What is true for us, what's not true for us. It is our job to control our field, our energy field. And it's our job to let any energies that are not for our highest good know that they are no longer welcome here. I mean, I know, I wish I knew all this information a lot earlier, right? This is the stuff that should be taught in school. Okay, so unwanted energies also come in when our boundaries are compromised. And so that means we have holes in our aura and these holes may also be there from weak boundaries in our physical mental emotional daily practices and choices right these holes are considered energy leaks let's use a real world example here let's say in life for instance like if our phone got hacked we would feel right we could feel the sense of violation and fear and anger that our privacy was violated right and our privacy was denied And so we would take measures to protect it, right? Get a stronger password, whatever, right? Well, it's the same thing with our energy field. Just like we have a divine and inherent right to the protection and privacy of our phone and our personal information, we have a divine right to the privacy and protection of our body, our thoughts, our emotions, and our energy field. It is divine law. And because of free will, it is up to us to keep those clear and protected by our intentions and attention to it. If someone violates us, that is on their karma. What we can do is make sure we don't add to that karma and keep it circulating. That's why it's so important to be aware of our energy, our mind, and do what we can on our side. right? And spirituality here on earth has to follow the same rules. right? Free will for the highest good of all. Right, we will never not be a planet of polarities. So spirituality is never just love and light. We have to learn to hold the darkness and balance it out with love. Both exist, light and dark exist, will always exist. We have to learn to discern the energies that aren't for our highest good. Right? And even if we're standing in the highest vibration, if we are not conscious all the time and our thoughts wander and create courting, we are vulnerable to outside energies, no matter how spiritual we may be. Now, Our twin flame can read our energy more than anyone else, right? They pick, you know this, they pick up on our fears, just as we do with them. And they pick up on our love, just as we do with them. Now, they may not know the story behind our energy. They just know they feel something from us that is either in alignment with their truth and authenticity, or that's not in alignment, just as we are clear with them. And they may not be as conscious of it as we are. But that is why wherever you are on your twin flame journey, it's important, I feel, to keep your energy clear. And also because the flow of energy goes from positive to negative, right? It goes from masculine to feminine. And this isn't gender-based or how you identify. Just purely what the dominant energy in your field is the direction that energy flows, right? And right now the feminine energy is being asked to clear their field, get out of the matrix and energy cording that is no longer serving the highest good of all. And as we clear our field, we align in the energy that magnetizes our twin flame in, right? However, the paradox becomes, even though we know that information, we have to make sure we're not clearing our field just to magnetize them in, right? We have to try to release that condition, right? We clear our field because... They've shown us that we're not in alignment. We clear our field because we want to align in our highest timeline. We clear our field because we want to change our ancestral traumas. We clear our field because it's our divine right to have a clear field and not to have anyone else's energy in our field unless we want it there. Because here's the thing with twin flames. We actually don't need to have them in our field. They already are the exact energetic match and resonance, right? But they show us by their separation where we still may have density, where we may have wounding, where we may have courting and unhealthy patterns around love activated. All of those distortions around love are what we call the matrix. And the more we clear, the more we get out of the false matrix and align with the truth of love and divine consciousness, the more we are set free, right? In this place, we are aligned with our twin flame and we don't need them or want them. We are in resonance with them. And because that resonance is so divine, it's enough just as it is. I know for me, the more I heal, the more I have to protect my energy field. I clear my energy field daily and before I go to bed, uh, multiple times throughout the day, right? This is a spiritual discipline and practice that I have found that comes with healing, right? Yes, it takes discipline and awareness and consciousness. But what is the alternative? For me, the alternative is not viable, right? Right? Now, it would be different if the entire world understood boundaries. Then we wouldn't have to protect our space as diligently, right? Because we could trust and know that other people would live with integrity and awareness and ask permission before touching us or crossing a boundary or violating our physical, emotional, mental, and energetic space, right? But, 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 most of the world is still healing, still waking up. And so I invite all of us, and I have to remind myself, right? Hold all of this with the deepest compassion, But I do believe and hope and know that's where the earth and the world and all of us are heading right to spiritual freedom and standing in our own divine sovereignty. I hope that has been helpful. And as always, only take what resonates for you, right? And if you're interested, you can get the divine energy clearing meditation on my website. Um, Okay, so now before we go into our next twin flame share, a few points of business, right? We have the Facebook group. It's a private group. It's called Alchemical Soul. You can search for it under groups on Facebook. Uh, please be mindful and conscious and kind (laughs) as you go on there. It's a place for all of you listeners to support each other and be with each other. And Molly is our administrator, this beautiful soul who agreed to take this on. Um, Uh, I've not been on much. I will try and get on more, but it's really for all of you. So I invite you, if that feels right, to jump on and join that group. And then if you want to do a Twin Flame share, you can send in an audio voice recording, five to 10 minutes long, and I will add it to the podcast. Or you can write it in text form and I will read it. And please email those to twinflametransformation11 at gmail.com. And then I wanted to tell you about, um, it came to me, I was on this beach drive, and it came to me to share this information um, from one of my clients. So I want to share this. And everything I share, um, my client Devin gave me permission to do this. I asked her first. Okay, so Devin came to me in August of 2021 looking for support in her twin flame relationship, right? Trying to understand why she lacked an inherent sense of trust. And again, she this is all permission from her to share this. Okay. So she was newly certified as a level two Reiki practitioner and heading into her sixth year as a special education teacher. And through her Reiki healing and inner child healing and somatic work with me, she began to heal her deep seated abandonment wounds and unravel all the conditions she had placed on love, right? Everything we talk about. And so this healing journey inspired her to start her own spiritual business, enlighten and empower energy healing. So she retired from her teacher career and now helps others through Reiki healing and spiritual coaching. So she has started a a group mentorship, right? It's called Ment for More. It's a 12-week group mentorship for those looking to serve powerfully with their unique gifts, lead with trust and intuition, and grow their spiritual business. I know for me, I watched her grow her business in a year so quickly. She has a gift with this. So I really felt called to share this, right? So Any interested, new, and experienced spiritual entrepreneurs are welcome, right? Devin has stepped more fully into her purpose as a spiritual teacher and Reiki master over the past year. I can fully attest to that. And she is now offering this group mentorship for others, right, to uncover and embody their purpose. So this program will include 12 weekly group live meets over Zoom, Reiki healing practices for energy integration, as well as support from other spiritual entrepreneurs, I will be a featured coach on the program and I'll speak to the topic of the unconscious self and inner child healing. And I know she has other featured coaches that specialize in human design, quantum manifestation and business energetics. And so this Devon's mentorship program, it begins at the end of February and she's currently accepting a few more individuals in this space and she offers three tiers of support to meet your needs. So I'll put her website information on, the, on my podcast or feel free to contact her through Instagram on at Enlighten and Empower. E-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N-A-N-D-E-M-P-O-W-E-R. Okay, so just wanted to uh, put that out there because I feel like this, this these listeners are a good fit for her program. And now join me as I read our next beautiful, insightful, and truly transformative, Twin Flame Share. I met my twin during my junior year of high school, their sophomore year, when we were just babies. I wanted to maybe give twins that started their journey at a younger age a story to feel represented. And because I feel called to share my story in order to release it to the universe. I have on countless occasions tried to share my story with friends and family, but usually feel more isolated and misunderstood after. We initially met online and something instantly clicked inside of me. I knew I was meant to be speaking to this person, that I was ultimately meant to be with this person. I can, to this day, remember the feeling of our first conversations. Every photo, video they would send me, I felt like I had already seen. Seeing them for the first time wasn't like meeting someone new. It was like meeting someone I had known previously, but couldn't place from where. An overwhelming sense of familiarity that I wanted to get as close as possible to. I was awestruck the first time we met in person. I was at a loss for words most of the visit, taking in what it felt like to just be near them. They were magnetic. The picture of them standing on their doorstep, smiling and waving goodbye to me will forever be burned into my brain. I quickly became obsessed with them. I attempted to turn myself into them. I catered every text I sent, every joke I told, every post on social media to them, and what I thought they would be most attracted to. I wanted so badly for them to be as obsessed with me as I was with them. The more I lost myself in chasing them, the more they ran in the opposite direction. They told me they weren't looking for a relationship, that they were hooking up with other people, that they were in love with their ex-partner everything to get me to let go. A few months of heartbroken pining went by and I decided to involve myself with someone else. As I started to detach myself from them, they came back and expressed a desire to be with me. I of course dropped everything and everyone to do so. We began dating exclusively at the start of my senior year and lasted through to the end of my freshman year of college our relationship was extremely intense, extremely toxic. I now understand that I was searching for the love I hadn't gotten from my parents from them. I didn't understand their relationship with their friends, family, because my relationships were so broken. We were constantly triggering each other, blowing up into fights that felt like the end of the world was near, and then having to be the one to comfort each other. When things finally ended between us, I spent months chasing after them. I did everything I could to quote unquote heal our relationship and nothing to heal my own trauma. They of course ran in the opposite direction again. I did my best to move on and every time I felt peace for a period of time, they would pop back up, sending me a text or viewing my social media. I became addicted to those pop-ins, wondering when they would happen, begging the universe to send them to me. They stopped altogether for a period of maybe six months, and I thought they had moved forward for good. I ended up doing psychedelics for the first time, and it was one of the most incredible experiences spiritually. I felt so in line with my soul and the universe and I needed nothing more than to exist and love myself, the life I was living. I woke up the next morning to see that they had viewed my social media story. Again, it was like the second I felt okay, and like I was on my way to healing. There they were again, the addiction came back. I was begging for signs, manifesting their return, stalking their social media. I was driving myself further and further into misery, as they found new partners and were seemingly unbothered by my absence. It was around this time that I discovered the Twin Flame podcast. Everything I had been experiencing finally had a name to it. I felt seen for the first time ever on my journey. It was because of the advice I heard here that I was able to recognize the way forward wasn't by begging the universe for them, but by coming back to myself healing my past trauma, healing my wounds surrounding love and abandonment, showing myself what it means to stand a divine love with myself for myself. I still have moments where my heart longs for them all of the time, but I can finally confidently say that the only person I need in this lifetime is me. If they are meant to be in my life, the universe will make that happen without my involvement and especially without me meddling with and attempting to speed up their own divine timeline. Thank you so much for all of your help on my journey, for truly changing my life, and for giving others the chance to share. This podcast will forever hold a special place in my heart.